Welcome to Coast to Ghost. I'm Carly. And I'm Charlie. We tackle some of the world's coolest true crime and paranormal mysteries. I break down true crime murder mystery cases. And I bring you the history behind some of the scariest enigmas the world has ever seen. Hola, amigos! I like that we're going slowly all the way around the world. It's very nice. Welcome to Travel Around the World with Carly and Charlie. I'm yeah. sorry if I can already tell that my audio is going to sound like I think there's going to be a lot of echoing. Do you hear an echo? I can just feel it because this house is pretty empty right now. That's okay. That's fine. I think, yeah, talk but closer yes, so and I can in post take it out. If in you post. guys hear an echo, in post. <laughs> in post. If you guys hear an echo, I'm sorry I'm in the process of moving again. So this house I'm currently in is pretty empty right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. On my side, uh, the house next door is having like a Labor Day thing, um, so you might hear some some weird weird noises. Um, oh my gosh! Go crash it. Happy I don't Labor want Day, to guys. do that. I want to go to bed. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that works too. Yeah, we're filming this on Labor Day, guys. So happy Labor happy Day! Labor I still Day. had to work a full shift. I would have had to work, but Mondays are. Sundays and Mondays are my weekends, so... That's actually sounds That's amazing. the only reason, I think, why I have Labor Day off. <laughs> That's very fair. Yeah. Okay, so... This day in history is really not too, too exciting. Um, there is some pretty notable... Ve- like, I, th- I know there's... G- my last one, if you don't know about it, then, like, I, I can't... There's literally no help for you. Um, (laughs) There's no help. You were beyond rescuing. On September 5th, 1975, President Ford survives his first assassination attempt. Was that the one that I was supposed to know? No. Okay. No. I I was like, oh, shit. I did not know that. Um, So, yeah, his first assassination attempt. Uh, This one you'll know. September 7th, 1996. Rap legend Tupac is shot several times in Las Vegas. I did know that one. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, September 10th, 1977, in France, a Tanzanian immigrant convicted of murder is the last person to be executed by death by guillotine. Holy shit. Which, like, when I think of guillotines, I think of, like, medieval times. Same, And, like, yeah. Salem witch trials. But 1977. Wait, can we back up? guillotines in the salem witch trial is that I just think of people oh no they got hung they got hung. yeah i was like oh, not, not head chops give me not like two chops. seconds here right now Yeah, you're right you're right they got hung <laughs> i'm confused i am confused um but yeah 1977 really was not that long ago no no it really wasn't i mean and like, they were still using the guillotine I personally, after um, doing the episode on the Rollins prison and like hearing how many people like actually break their necks, like they're intended to when they're hung, I think the guillotine is a mercy. I'm not gonna lie. Right, right. Super quick. I think, yeah, and it, it gets the job done. And okay, the last one, which I know everybody will know, on September 11th, 2001, was uh, the attack on the Twin Towers and the Pentagon. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) But yeah, that's pretty notable and uh, pretty 
large. Yeah, my dad was actually a firefighter in Baltimore when it happened, and he was like two seconds from being called. Like it was very oh, close. I bet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That. I. Yeah. Just. I. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like my last maybe like three or four years in school, they never even like acknowledged it. Like, I know they have the moment of silence, like, on the morning right. announcements and stuff, but I think we need to put a little bit more recognition into it, because... I think so, too. It's... Yeah. Like, it's monumental. Humongous. Yes, yes. It, like, literally shapes the way that not just this country lives, but every country lives. The reason why yeah. we have TSA at the airports is because of 9-11. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how you think 9-11 happened, it's still really sad. Yes, very sad, and, like, it sh- incredibly shaped the way that we live today. So, moving on, uh, the question I have is, what would you like to be remembered for? Mm. I guess, like, let me get deep real quick. Okay. I don't think, like... I'd ever want to be remembered for something like, oh, you know what, she was a movie star. Do you remember her legacy doing this or something like that? I kind of want to be remembered by, like, just people that you're kind to, like, day to day. Like, Me too. Exactly. Yes. Like, you just you kind of like, oh, that person, you know, that works at the clinic really helped me out. I wasn't feeling good that day. Um, so, like, regardless of, like, kind of what's going on in the world, I just want to be known as someone who helped out where they could. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm kind of in the same route with you. Like, if I be, if this podcast blows up, and they're, they're like, wow, like, Carly and Charlie had an amazing podcast. I, I would rather be more remembered by, like, the people close to me. Like, she always put a smile on my face, or she made me laugh. Like, I care more about that than, like something like materialistic i guess yeah like absolutely i mean we do this for fun so like right like and we have we enjoy every moment of it and every single second like it still wows us like we we, charlie just brought it up a few days ago she was like i can't believe it's not a lot but to us it is a lot and it means a lot that we have like every week 70 people who listen uh and so thank you guys like yeah i mean like it it really puts in perspective kind of like like you said, there's, like, 70 people that listen to us, and that, that's good. Like, I mean, I know I listen to podcasts kind of, like, absently, like, just walking or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, if we can inform you guys on stuff while having fun, I think that's really awesome. And, I mean, of course, it'd be great to be remembered, like, oh, they had a really great true crime podcast. It would be super fun right. to go to CrimeCon one year. Like, that would be awesome. Oh, yes. But, that like, at the amazing. same time, you know, for those 70 people, hopefully we reach you and hopefully, like, we're at least making your day a little bit better. Yes, I hope. And thank you again. Yeah, thank you we so love much. You. Okay. So, Charlie's got a, a story for us and she kind of made me a little excited for it. So, yeah. Should I just jump right in? Yeah, go right ahead. Yep. First word on the document is Carly, so this is going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm nervous. 
the two of us have actually like always lived in a place where sharks are a super common symbol. You could buy shirts with great whites on them or small novelty teeth that weren't sharp enough to cut through anything, but coveted enough to take home from vacation. The fascination with sharks partly come from the Steven Spielberg film Jaws, released in 1975. And yeah. yeah, such a good movie, which I will go Amazing. to my deathbed proclaiming that this is a 4th of July movie. We don't have that many 4th of July movies, and this is one of them. Okay. Yeah, right? I'll I mean, it happens 4th yeah. of July, right? Yeah, it's a 4th of July movie, 100%. <laughs> yeah, so like with any movie, it has to be based off of something. You can't just look at sharks and be like, those things are fucking scary. There has to be a reason. And they're not. They're not scary, guys. They're not. They like, are not scary. Don't be scared of them. Exactly. Um, but that stipulation came back from something that happened in Jersey way back in 1916. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The armpit of America. The armpit I'm sorry of if you're America. From New Jersey. No, I'm you're, so sorry. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I love Jersey Shore. <laughs> I, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> so the summer of 1916, uh, it was along the coast of New Jersey. And it's like considered kind of a fun coast. It's like kind of up there with Myrtle Beach. There was kind of a nasty polio outbreak during the summer of 1916, though. Mm. So people weren't having a lot of fun. There was also a heat wave that was like monumental. Uh, so a lot of people were in the water um, and a lot of people went on vacation near Jersey Shore, okay. which is famously known today for the hit MTV reality show that swept the nation. Woo, and woo, woo, woo. <laughs> so back then it still carried a sort of fame that would bring in thousands of people every summer. There were resorts and boardwalks and plenty of reason to go to the beach as temperatures climbed higher. Um, there's also my family vacationed in Wildwood like every summer growing up in like the 1970s. Yes, yeah. Ah, um, okay. There's a lot of stuff that happened in Wildwood, so we can always do a whole episode on oh. the amount of people that died there. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, super fun. So, one of the people looking for fun and relaxing vacation along the shore was 25-year-old Charles Van Sant. He made the trek to Matawan, a small city along the New Jersey coast. He had traveled with his family from Philadelphia and took up residence in Angleshire Hotel. Right before dinner, he decided to go go for a swim with his dog. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, it's okay. I'm kidding. It's okay. You're fine. (gasps) It's okay. Shortly after entering the water, Van Sant started to scream. A lot of swimmers believed that he was actually calling for his dog, but it was a lifeguard by the name of Alexander Ott and a bystander named Sheridan Taylor that realized there was a shark in the water with Van Sant. He was pulled to the shore, and according to statements, the shark actually trailed behind both Van Sant and Ott as they got out of the water. So the shark was like mad rampage right behind them. Do you know what kind of shark it was? No. Ah, interesting. Yeah, so help was pretty immediate because Alexander the lifeguard was already there. Uh, But they moved him into the hotel, the Angleshire Hotel, and uh, they laid him on the manager's desk to try to stop the bleeding and do some tourniquets. Uh, But his thigh was completely stripped of flesh. (gasps) Oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh. It was, you could see bone. 
So at this point in time, shark attacks were actually entirely uncommon. Scientists actually believe that the few that had occurred in human history were not enough to distinguish a pattern. Never before had something like this happened in a, quote, tourist area. It was written off as an isolated but tragic incident, and New Jersey continued to rake in hundreds upon thousands of visitors a week. They're seeing like 10,000 people come in, and 10,000 people don't leave every week, but 10,000 come right. in. I mean, we know That's we crazy. worked in, in yeah. a tourist area that, you know, I think, what was it? There were some shark attacks while we lived there, I yeah. think. Yeah. Nothing big. I mean, like a couple bites here and there, but like they were tiny and sharks. And from a, again, from a professional, I can say that. Um, I you can. Do have, I do have a degree in marine science. I do study. Um, I work with aquatic life. Um it, you have a very small chance of being bit by a shark. There's, you are more likely to get struck by lightning. More likely to a freaking cow to fall on top of you. So many random things than a shark attack. So please do not be afraid of sharks. No, they're good boys. They're good boys. They are, and they are more scared of you than you are of them. So just always remember that. I agree. Um, what we're talking about today is an extremely isolated incident. Like, and it, it never it, happened before, and it will, and it will never anything. happen again. Yeah, right, right. It's insane. So five days later, another victim was claimed. This time, it was Charles Bruder. He was twenty-seven. He was a twenty-seven. Whoa, the Charles. Yeah, Two the Charles. I know. I people call me Charles when I do something that's not. People great. call me Charles too. Do we both get Charles? I get Charles and Carl. Mm, I do. I think I have called you Carl before. I get that a lot. Yeah. It happens, man. <laughs> it's, should we be on the lookout for sharks? We Maybe should. Landlocked. I literally also landlocked. <laughs> Are you landlocked? Yep, yeah, I'm not near an ocean. Oh, I thought you were. I mean, I'm... Oh. I'm like... I'm, I, I mean, technically the state has an ocean... But I'm nowhere. I'm complete opposite side. So, you know what? That's really fair. Yeah, we're both landlocked. Yeah. I'm literally. I live in the desert. Yeah, I you know. live in Wyoming. Yeah, <laughs> like it's there's nothing here. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Go on. So Charles Bruder was a 27 year old bell captain for the Essex and Sussex Hotel. A bell captain is essentially a shift leader for all the other bellboys in the hotel. Um, he was very well liked and like everybody spoke highly of him. He was just like a kind of a common face. He had to work his way up from bellboy to bell captain. So he was around right, all the time. Right. And one night he set off for a swim and moved about 130 yards away from the beach shore before he actually started screaming, a shark bit me, bit my legs off. Uh, oh my God. Mm -hmm. So two lifeguards heard Bruder screaming for help. They worked hastily and pulled him into the boat. To their horror, both of his legs were actually severed at the knees. <gasps> oh, that's mm -hmm. so scary. That is so yeah. scary. He had also been bitten on the side of his abdomen and sadly bled to death before the two lifeguards could even get him back to shore. Like, that is a monumental wound right there. That's, it, yeah, that's, oh my gosh, like. There's no way you can survive that, especially in 1916. No. Right, right. Like, you barely wild. You have a small chance probably now of surviving something like that. You could literally I mean, a... stub your toe and die from an infection in 1916. So, Seriously. you know. Right, right, yeah. True. It's insane. Losing both of your legs. Mm-hmm. You know, no, just girly little things. Little to no chance, yeah. <laughs> quirky. <laughs> quirky. He's quirky. 
after this <laughs> i hated that so much keep that in <laughs> so after the second attack the media went crazy there had been a few articles covering van sant's death but with scientific reassurance the public had lost in- interest quickly however with a pattern emerging many local papers dubbed the shark as the Matawan man eater um at this point they did assume that it was just one shark it was one shark okay. doing both because i was just I mean, to ask that yeah um where van sant was attacked was about five yards away from re- where oh, okay. was so they assumed so they were like okay likely, yeah, yeah it's probably the same shark um, and being told, oh, it's not going to happen again, and it happening again five days later, like, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, Red so at this, this point, Matawan was like, we're going to call in the Coast Guard, because we, we don't know what's going on. Um, it's kind of weird. Um, but we need some extra reinforcements here, because, again, we don't know what's happening. And the city of Matawan put up mesh barriers where tourism was the most common. They also warned people to be on the lookout for sharks. There were posters that went up advising people what to do if they did come in contact with one. Um, but at the end of the day, there was actually no, like, palpable effort made to advise tourists to stay away from the beach entirely. Like, and tourism is their venue. Right, exactly, and that's, like, how they make, a lot of people make a living, that's how the city makes money. Yeah, yeah, yeah I um, completely get that. I think it was 2016, um, where they actually shut down the beaches in Myrtle Beach because of flesh-eating bacteria, and that's the only reason they shut them down, and it was, like, for two weeks. Yeah, It wasn't even that big, and people just found other things to do, like, you know. And I even find, like, I know living when I lived in Florida, uh, red tide in the Gulf of Mexico is like huge. If you don't know what red tide is, it's just a huge harmful algae bloom that you'll see. You can smell it. You can see a bunch of dead fit, like hundreds and hundreds of dead fish, um, and it's harmful to our respiratory system as humans. Yeah, didn't you get and red tide? I did not get it, but we had uh. it, so I can like you can get like a small poisoning of it and like. Your sinuses get a little blocked, breathing a little. And I worked right on the beach. I worked with water. Um, And still, I would have to go do walks to see if there was red tide. And I, very clearly, hundreds of dead fish on the shores. You could smell it. And there were still people in the water. Yeah, like, nothing stops them. Like, nothing stops them. And in your case, like... They're not, the city's not even making an effort to stop it, so. No, exactly, and, like, you know, I I kind of get it, because coming from our point of view, living, breathing, and, like, doing everything, like, to serve the tourists, we're like, oh, you guys are fucking stupid, but then again, we live there, and then at the same time, I could see, like, coming from Vancouver and being like, this is my only time at the beach. Right, right. Like, I'm not going to get attacked by a shark. Lo and behold, gets attacked by a shark. Attacked by a shark, Like, yeah. you know, it's it, it's weird, but I can see kind of both points of views. Yeah, um, the vacation Especially in mentality. 1916, I don't think there was, I mean, there were amusement parks and stuff, but there's not really too much to do other than be in the water. Right, right. Yeah, there was no shore store then. There wasn't, no. Shout out to No Jay GTL. Shore. Yeah, yeah, what were they even doing without GTL? <laughs> <laughs> So 
So biologists were still writing off the idea that sharks would willingly attack a human without being provoked and inform law enforcement that it would be fine as long as they continued to monitor the water consistently. The public was in a war with themselves over what was considered safe and what was considered not. And again, the locals were kind of like, I'm not getting in the fucking water. And then the tourists are like, I'm getting in the fucking water. Of course, of course. Exactly. That's how it always is. Exactly. So on July 12th, the small coast town was once again shocked with the reality of shark attacks. This took place 11 miles inland in the tidal currents of the Matawan Creek. So it was not in the ocean. Right. It, it, very, very far from it. Fishing captain Thomas Cottrell lingered by the shore when he saw a large mass dip under a small town bridge. He immediately warned the police, who dismissed him entirely, so he took it upon himself to warn passerby tourists. Um, he was, like, running back and forth, saying, do not get in the water. Do not get in the water. Um, what a hero. Yeah, he's great. What a hero. He's fantastic. And somehow, um, Captain Cottrell actually missed a group of factory workers using their lunch break to cool off in the shallow water. Lester Stilwell, an 11-year-old apprentice that had tagged along for the trip, waited in the salty water. He tipped his head back and began to float, shouting to his friends, Hey, fellas, watch me float. Oh, no. Mm Mm-hmm. Lester was suddenly pulled under the murky water. It soon filled with a crimson red color as he thrashed and struggled to fight off his attacker. His friends, naked from skinny dipping, pulled themselves to shore quickly and screamed to anyone that would listen that a shark had gotten still well. It's really sad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Was this the 11-year-old? The 11-year-old still well, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. Yeah, and at this point, a crowd had begun to form along the shore, including Lester's parents, who had heard the commotion. Stanley Fisher, a local tailor, dove deep into the currents, and this is where claims start to differ. Um, Many people say that when Fisher came back up, he actually held Lester's shredded remains, while others say he wasn't holding anything at all. Either way, within the next few seconds, Lester had felt something slam into his right side. A massive shark roared out of the water and pulled Fisher under the current. Stanley Fisher was known kind of as an athlete. Like, he could put up a hell of a fight. He was was scrappy. Um, People describe him thrashing like a wild man. He punched and kicked, and the water slowly filled with more red. The shark only released its grip when a rescue boat arrived to the scene. They pulled Fisher from the water. His right thigh had 10 pounds of flesh taken out of it. Oh, Mm-hmm. He lived for a total of two hours after the attack before bleeding out in doctor's care. That's insane. Yeah, so at this point, we're at four deaths. Four deaths. I have an assumption to make. Go for uh, it. Do you, do we ever find out what kind of shark it is? I'll get into that. Okay, I have a, I have a guess. Woody, I want to hear your guess. I'm going to guess it's a bull shark. A bull shark. Interesting. Okay. I feel like from your reaction, it's not. Do they, are they, like, known to be more aggressive? Uh, yes, but they are, are known to uh, bump into their prey a couple times before they attack. Interesting. So it's kind of, like, calculated? Yes. 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 So you're telling me that the bull sharks have voluntary manslaughter under their belts? Probably. Um, But, like, uh, it's like if you feel, if you see a shark, a bull shark, and it's nudging you a couple times, like, 
GTFO. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's going to um, attack you. If I saw a shark in general, I would GTFO. No offense to the sharks. It's not that, like, I'm afraid of them, but I don't want to impede on their space. Right. That's their yeah, space. I would probably That's their be home. Like, I'd be like, I know you would. I feel like you would pick shark. up random fucking shit. Like, I've never shark. been to the beach with you, but hug. I feel like you would pick up random things. I'm like, hug me. Love me. <laughs> hug me. I love you. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I would be like, this crabs? I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen any hermit crabs at a beach before. I My sister hmm. used to have pet hermit crabs. Uh, in Myrtle Beach, though, you know, like, cannonball jellies used to come ashore all the time. I used to pick those up all the time. I knew it. I fucking knew it. I used to pick up sand dollars a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I like, I like am. Again, this is so irrelevant. Go on with the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I care about you and your opinions. <laughs> So during the span of time, another victim was actually claimed. So this is the time. Sorry, I just burped. Um, This was the time, the two hours that Stanley Fisher was still alive and the town was kind of like flocking around him and And like reeling. Yeah. So there was another one. And this time it was 12-year-old Joseph Dunn. He was on vacation with his family from New York and he was swimming in the creek just a few miles away from Stillwell and like the fisher incident um i did not hear the commotion because like you know a few miles doesn't seem like that long but it's really far down yeah yeah it's it's pretty far so dunn's brother and friend lingered by the dock of a vacation home watching the boys swim and enjoy the water on his way back to the dock joseph claims he felt something rough scratch against his legs before a sharp and tugging pain overtook him He started to thrash, and his brother and his brother's friend actually tugged him forward, fighting like a game of of tug-of-war. They pulled Joseph ashore, and his leg was shredded, but unlike the previous victims, Joseph would survive the attack. Ah. Yeah, so he actually, he made it out. Um, I'm sure his injuries were still pretty rough, but... Yeah, I mean, the shark is going for all the legs. Like, every single time, he's either taking people's legs or just, like... In general, like something's something's up. I either think like. it's a bull shark or a robot. A robot, yeah, yeah. Was okay. I, like, so I don't remember Jaws too much, but was Jaws a robot? Is that how it ended? No, I'm thinking no. about the making of Jaws, right? No, yeah. I'm thinking about a Bob's Burgers episode. So, with so many attacks in such a short amount of time, the nation became engulfed in something they call shark panic. There was. There were cash rewards Sharknado. offered for the capture. Sharknado. Fucking, I forget what her name is, um, but the girl who gets her, her arm eaten by a shark in Sharknado and then replaces her arm soul with a surfer. chainsaw. Oh, not Soul Surfer. No. <laughs> <laughs> not Soul Surfer. Okay. Not Soul Surfer. Not Bethany Hamilton. Really cool, She's sure. like, you know what? Fuck your surfboards. And like attached a chainsaw <laughs> to her hand and just like cut straight across <laughs> I think it'd be cool okay <laughs> okay <laughs> that'd be a totally different movie oh yeah it would so there were actually cast rewards offered for the capture and kill of this shark more mm-hmm. netting and fencing were put up along the shoreline to keep out any other animals with the intent to kill. 
Lifeguards were armed with shotguns, harpoons, and other instruments used to aid in hunting. Um, So this is your dawn of sharks bad. Um, Before this, there was no mention of sharks being bad whatsoever. But this series of incidents... This Which is I, what, I under, what sets it off. I completely understand. I completely understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do want to mention that not only um, were people getting attacked in Matawan, there were a couple other attacks on the East Coast. However, those were a lot more isolated, and it was only, like, one person. And uh, most of them survived. Okay. Like, they were smaller sharks. This one was the one that was, like, shit, people were getting, it's like, bitten same half. Same area. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very, very scary. So, it got so bad that it actually caught the attention of President Woodrow Wilson. He was the former New Jersey governor and was actually in the middle of running for his second term as president. So, he wanted to listen to the public about their rising concerns. He also wanted to show them, hey, you know, even though I'm president now, doesn't mean I don't care about New Jersey, you guys. (laughs) Wow, what a a queen. Exactly. So he called an emergency cabinet meeting and ordered the Coast Guard to, quote, fish for the monsters. Oh. Yeah, he, uh... Maybe not a queen. No. 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 So, um, obviously, following the president, the hunters were like, yeah, we're gonna start using dynamite. So they would dynamite the water. (gasps) There were... Yeah. mm Mm-hmm. That's really bad for sea life, I'm sure. People still to this day, another PSA about caring for your ocean, but uh, like a lot of like countries in Asia and such um, use dynamite uh, in water still to essentially capture fish and it kills the coral reefs systems and the coral reefs are like incredibly important. So yeah, that's that technique is still used to this day that's ridiculous <laughs> i don't understand this was 1916 people we gotta save our ocean yes yes this is something carly's Ooh. very passionate about as she should very, be very very okay go on now that my heart is like palpitating and i'm cringing yeah it's it's pretty bad um so a researcher that by the name of Fernicola, which i believe is how you say it Um, He actually stated in a documentary that the town wanted to kill as many sharks as they could, but frankly figured out quickly that it was futile. So, I mean, like, there was probably, like, a week where people were just like, let's shoot everything in the water. And then they're like, yeah, this is, there's, the water's really big, you guys. (laughs) Right. You're right. Mm -hmm. So that uh, fortunately stopped very, very quickly. Um, There was actually a great white shark that was caught two days after the final attack. It did have 15 pounds of human flesh within its stomach (gasps) and is often blamed for the entirety of the attacks. Uh, But there are still theories out there that say it was more than one shark, including a bull shark, like you had mentioned. Ah. Um, But yeah, it didn't bode well for the shark with 15 pounds of human meat. No, no, that would would be a good chunk of... No pun intended, but a good chunk of evidence. <laughs> that's like a leg and a half, man. Like that's right. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. So the Matawan attacks had a huge impact on the world's view of sharks, which were previously seen as harmless. Right after the first incident, sharks were used as stand-ins for political figures in newspapers, um, and they started to to kind of spark a negative connotation. Um, right now, I think that's evened out to not being. Sc- 
like not being evil but they're still used as like a symbol of intimidation like the high school my sister went to was the sharks like Ah. it's just you know it's used as something for intimidation i think people have come to their senses and they're like sharks aren't bad no i hope people have come to their senses um i don't know what what happened over that course of the week yeah i guess nobody really knows except for the shark yeah exactly and then, of course, the novel, a novel, was written by Peter Benchley in 1974. It was called Jaws, which famously depicts a great white that terrorizes this town of Animity, also located on the eastern coast in Georgia, uh, Georgia, <laughs> in New Jersey. Uh, there have been three total studies on why the attacks took place, but they have no conclusive answers. No one knows. If you do want to look more into it, which I fully, fully endorse, um, there is a great National Geographic documentary called Attacks of the Mystery Shark, and then there's another documentary on Discovery Channel called Blood in the Water. They are both very good. Um, But I don't want to get your hopes up, because to this day, no one knows why it happened. No one knows why they stopped. It just five days complete havoc in Madawan and then it was over and the world's view of sharks changed forever so that I mean right if you want to learn more about sharks check out shark attack files season two episode three my bestie girl Rachel appears on it when she was helping out down in the Bahamas so check it out Hell yeah, 100% indoors. Learn about sharks in general, so you're not just like, these are big monsters with teeth. No, these are small babies. And again, if you don't bug them, they're more than likely not going to bug you. Just like any other creature around you. (laughs) Human, animal, anything. You don't fuck around with, like, wildlife. You know what? They were here first. Exactly. And you know what kills more humans than sharks? Moose. Ah. Moose are fucking Ah. terrifying. Again, do not bug them. They won't bug you, but they will charge at you. They're huge. Yeah. And yeah, they're the size of a car. Speaking of, I just want to throw this in here because I wanted to tell you this earlier, but now we're recording, but I'm still going to say it. Um, I got bored at work today because again, Labor Day. And there is an entire Wikipedia page dedicated to looking through the strangest ways people have died. I read through the (laughs) entire thing. It took me two hours, but I read through the entire thing. And I will say, I I just kind of want to say my personal favorite, obviously. Shouldn't have a favorite because people died tragically. This one did make me laugh a little bit. And I feel bad about it. But I still laughed. I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) So this car hit a grizzly bear on the highway. And the grizzly bear went through not only the windshield of the car behind him, but the back window as well. He just flew straight through the car. And he killed two people. And I feel really bad about it. I feel really bad about it. I feel really bad that I laughed. But genuinely the image of just driving and not giving a fuck and then suddenly a bear through your windshield and out the back wow like i don't i don't understand it's this wikipedia page is something else (laughs) 
I'll link Strangest it. I'll link it if you guys want to check it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm literally, curious. it's like, do you remember that show, A Thousand Ways to Die? I feel like we've talked about yes. it before. Yes, we have. Yeah, yes, we have. It's kind it of like, like that, that but, but like reading, and you don't have to like imagine it. Although I did imagine the bear going through two panes of glass. I, I am not gonna. Oh, lie. I 100 percent am. I. That's why I kind of went like this because I was picturing. I know you can't <laughs> lean see me, to the side. but I lean, like, I lean to the side because w- I'm just picturing me in the driver's seat and a grizzly bear coming right through and me just watching it. Literally, right and I feel so bad. The grizzly bear did not make it, folks. Aww. I am very sorry. Yeah, it was very, very sad. Um, there was also, here's another one about animals dying. I'm really sorry. Um, but this one also kind of made me laugh a little bit, and I feel like such a fucking bad person. But this cow accidentally ate a landmine. Well, he didn't eat a landmine. He just, like, kept it in his mouth. And then the farmer started milking it, and then the cow exploded. Um, This is not funny. (laughs) It's not funny. I am very sorry. I feel really bad for the cow. Um, The army did compensate the farmer. They were like, ooh, that was our bad. That was our landmine. Let me me get you another cow. Um, S-P-F-U. Literally. Literally. So that's the only reason I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, I can't believe the military was like, ooh, Oops. here's another cow, ooh, buddy. My B. My B. My B. I'm sorry. Your cow ate a landmine we misplaced. Like, Yikes. Oh, my it was, gosh. I, I will link the, the Wikipedia page down at the bottom of our website and at the bottom of the episode. It's a lot to read through. Most of it is not funny. Some of it's just fucking weird. Um, there was a poodle that fell from like a, a four-story building, and not only did it land on someone and kill the person it landed on, but a car stopped abruptly, killed the person in the car. A mailman watched the scene, watched the poodle fall out of the four-story window, killed this mailman. This poodle has a three-to-one ratio. What is going on? Like... It's not funny, and, like, it's really tragic, but at the same time, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, could you Why imagine walking in a dog? Why this is your newest hyperfixation? It, it's not going to be, oh, but okay. I did take two hours to read through it. Like, it was, it was really interesting to me, because I was on Reddit, and they were like, here's an interesting Wikipedia page. And I, I just, I went down a rabbit hole today that I will never recover from and neither will the cow and neither will the bear so you know the poodle was fine by the way (laughs) so with that uh, we're gonna take a little mid-season break for a couple weeks just to give us a little a little relaxation period we both got a lot going on uh so we're and last season we did a little mid-season break for a couple weeks so we're just gonna try it out again and but we'll be back in a couple weeks i I think we're only gonna do like two Two, weeks maybe yeah Yeah, we're gonna take two weeks off um in the meantime i think you guys should go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes or um if you never finished season one highly recommend it we got a lot better by the end of it (laughs) we sure did we sure did and we're still getting better it's what we call growth Yes, growth. But thank you guys for listening to another episode. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with a new one. Check out our Instagram, C2G Pod. Also, uh, check out the link in our bio. It has our website, which 
tells you all about all our episodes, has the pictures that we put on our Instagram, has the links to all of our social media platforms like Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and at the bottom of our website, you can message us, tell us how you're liking the podcast, and if you want to hear any stories, cases, etc., etc., shoot us a message, and we'll message back. Yeah, tell us if you don't like it either. Carly knows how to trace IP addresses. Yeah, I do. I'm a secret agent. Yeah. She good in the water and good out of the water. Please cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> You're me, no. future me, future me, cut that out. What the fuck was that? <laughs> but stay spooky, amigos. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>